0: Some people tell me every year that one of the biggest reasons why they come back here is that they want to come back to Halifax. And obviously the biggest reasons why they're coming here is because of what they see within the sector and they see opportunities. So it really gives us a big opportunity to not only show our wares, but really to build on the popularity of Nova Scotia.
1: Anchored by our maritime history and shaped by the ocean, Halifax, Nova Scotia is a breath of fresh, salty air, humble, vibrant, and surrounded by natural wonder. It's an ecosystem for innovation and the ultimate backdrop for your event. This is the Discover Halifax podcast, a podcast about the unique and unparalleled local expertise, innovation, and infrastructure of Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada.
2: Welcome to the Discover Halifax podcast. I'm Paul Bailey, your host, and with me today is Scott Moffat, the Executive Director of Bionova here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Bionova leads, accelerates, and advocates for this sector and the overall growth of Nova Scotia's bioeconomy. Today, we'll be talking collaboration, innovation, and momentum of the life sciences sector here in Nova Scotia and Halifax. Scott, it's great to have you with us today.
0: Great. uh, Super happy to be here. Looking forward to it.
2: As am I. You know, the life sciences sector here in Halifax. I've been trying to put a, a pin in it, but I think the best way I can describe it is a little bit art, a little bit science, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. And it all seems to come together in a way that is really unique to Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. It's not something where it's individual pieces, but the sum of all those pieces and the collaboration and the cross-sector intelligence that really makes it work here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good observation, um, you know, because if you look at the, you know, what life sciences actually entails, it's pretty broad and diverse. And, you know, we've called ourselves the Industry Association for Health and Life Sciences on purpose to keep it broad because there are so many things that fill in. So everything from medical devices, pharmaceuticals, vaccines, therapeutics, but then all the way to the other end of the spectrum where you're looking at bioresources. So what are those naturally occurring biological resources that we can take advantage of, make higher value products and so on. So it really is a bit of a melting pot of a bunch of different areas, but the underlying theme being the fundamentals of life sciences apply to all. So it's, uh, it's, it is it's a
2: pretty diverse area. Well, and I think that that's the interesting thing that as we work with our clients at Discover Halifax talking about conferences and events, a lot of the folks we talk to have that broad understanding of life sciences, but it's interesting how the general public often sees life sciences as just, uh, you know, some laboratory coats and a doctor and let's call it oncology or neurology or or, or something more acute. They don't necessarily understand how broad reaching the sector is as a whole. And I, I think what's really interesting here is in your role as executive director at BioNova, you see a whole bunch of it. Uh, you know, doing the cursory look through your website, Prior to sitting down with you, I start seeing, as you talked about, bioproducts, pharmaceuticals, vaccines, medical tech, digital health, and, and natural health products, but also the various things that you're doing to promote and grow the sector here in Halifax.
0: Oh, I, absolutely. You know, I'm, you know, that's kind of the fundamental purpose of BioNova is to support the development of the sector. And, you know, ultimately, that means that our role is to accelerate businesses when you boil it all down. And if we're accelerating businesses, then the sector will take care of itself. And for us being predominantly located here in Halifax, you know, we do have rural connections, you know, Cape Breton and and Windsor, Nova Scotia. But Halifax is the major point where all these companies are and what better place to be than in Halifax? Absolutely. It's
2: interesting in some other podcast recordings where we've had a chance to talk uh, with various experts across Halifax, the one thing that's come up time and time and again is Halifax. Not only is that des- is it a destination of choice, but it's also a destination where you can find that that cross sector integration and cross sector collaboration that really makes all the difference and makes some of the magic. Especially as we start talking about pharma and vaccines, and especially some of the digital health.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you start looking at uh specifically digital health um oceans technologies and things like that we're we're beyond the days of where we have you know a company is pigeonholed in one sector so if you look at a digital health product you know for argument's sake let's pick a you know a medically relevant fitbit that can measure your heart rate your blood glucose levels and feed all that data back to your doctor So is that a health product or is that a digital IT-driven product? And so you really have to be open to collaboration with other groups because trying to pigeonhole that company into, oh, no, no, you're only health and life sciences, so you can't talk to digital Nova Scotia or you can't talk to anyone in the ocean sector makes absolutely no sense. The number one driver should be the outcome of the company and everybody else should adopt the ways necessary to make sure that that company is successful. So Acadian Sea Plants is another one ocean sector but they've been involved in Bionova since its you know inception so you know we we need to be open to collaboration
2: well and that's i think one of the most important parts about the conversation this 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 whole concept of collaboration and what people are accessing when they come to Nova Scotia which is exactly that you know maybe what we'll do is we'll take a bit of a step back and maybe we talk about you know Bionova's vision and its reason for being and how it was uh funded and how it was founded because i i believe Bionova's been around since about what 1993 Yourselves. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: In the early days, it was basically brought together because, you know, they started to see a number of companies and we, you know, not we, that was well before my time. Um, but the thoughts were there that we could have a footprint, an ecosystem, a sector that would be representative of all these possibilities. And then as that has evolved, we continue to do those kinds of things, which is primarily advocacy, but we do advocacy slightly different in a different manner than most. So we actually would just want to act as a resource for government. We're not there to tell government that they're not doing a great job. We're not telling them that they're not giving us enough focus. We're there to put the tools in place for them to utilize. We're the industry professionals. We know the industry better than anybody out there. Why would we expect anyone out there to come up with solutions on their own? Because they're not holding all the information. Now, the vision for Bionova today is really to elevate the health and life sciences sector to be a pivotal pillar of the future economy of Nova Scotia. You know, everyone realizes that we're moving slowly away from resource-based economies and things like that. But we truly see that this sector, with the assets that we have here, can be one of the top three sectors in this entire province. So our goal, our vision, is to have that. If you take your magic paintbrush and paint the picture of Nova Scotia on the wall, And, you know, we've got a huge industrial complex of health and life sciences companies across the entire province. You know, we've got visions of a biopark, a dedicated facility and land that's available for all these companies to kind of keep them together in a bit of a campus feeling, because there are a lot of synergies that come out of um, the woodwork when you manage to keep all these companies in a given location. So you know, that's where we are now. So that's what our vision is. We really want to strike, especially now while the iron's hot. You know, no one likes to, you know, be a bit of an ambulance chaser around COVID 19, but our sector, you know, has essentially been the saving grace. And last year was probably the most successful year our sector has had in history between converting over to produce PPE products. There are therapeutics, vaccines, diagnostics that are all in development here around that. So we're really seeing that momentum pick up and now is the time to to seize on that. And if anyone has paid attention to the federal budget announcement that came out last week or so, the federal government is now sort of realizing the same thing. So there's all kinds of funds that are going into a lot of the core organizational federal groups that support this sector. So it's awesome. It's a great growth time.
2: And, And I think, well, actually there's a lot to dive into there. One of the first things is that many people who are listening to this might not recognize is where Bionova is actually physically located. You know, what strikes me is your offices are really in the center of the the life sciences establishment, especially here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And I can only imagine there's a lot of benefits from doing that, you know, from an expertise perspective, but also a knowledge
0: and intelligence perspective. Yeah, Absolutely. You know, we're in the uh, facility that's managed by InovaCore, the labs at InovaCore, 1344 Summer Street. So we're, you know, on a good day, if my arm's feeling good, I can hit the IWK with a rock. Um, So, and Dal is obviously all around us. And when that building was actually constructed, it's just over 10 years ago now, the entire thought process was to have these support organizations embedded in the facility simply for that reason. So if company X is on the second floor and they want to walk down and talk to me at BioNova or somebody at Genome Atlantic or somebody from Dell's tech transfer office, NRC, IRAP, they're all in the building. So it was meant to be that forced conversation kind of an environment where the resources are there. Just access them.
2: Well, and that, that I think is something that's come up in a lot of these conversations. The fact that it's not just groups like yours. It's the fact that your group interfaces with public, private, entrepreneurial, small scale, entrepreneurial, large scale, global, and the list goes on. And your background's kind of interesting here as well. Looking at your history before you came back to Nova Scotia, you've had experience that takes you far beyond these shores in terms of both thinking and thought leadership. When you put all that together, you must have a really interesting perspective on what you see here versus what you've seen elsewhere
0: yeah yeah i mean when when i first came back to the east coast it was uh you know the first three months when i was back i was kind of scratching my head a little bit just wondering what kind of a move that i did i just make because at, at the time we were just we just seemed to be just kind of floating along but since then things have changed a lot in terms of the the understanding of the definition of the word urgent you know we're we're not gonna we're not gonna make any change unless we do things differently And that is happening, and that, you know, sort of logarithmic curve is increasing quite quickly, and that's exactly where where I'd like to see things go, and certainly Bionova does as well. Yeah, my experience being away from Nova Scotia uh, really, I guess, number one, it gave me a lot of industry experience, a lot of global experience of how things, you know, should be done, could be done, and how things probably shouldn't be done. Uh, So that's kind of given me an opportunity when coming back to really apply a lot of those things out there like like one of my biggest frustrations when I did come back was was I wrote myself a post-it note and it said no one understands the definition of the word urgent and we talk collaboration but it's really a load of um, the other um, and so we've really started to try and, and and make that change and push companies not that I have any ability to tell the CEO of a company locally to do anything but I can go down the road of putting all kinds of tools and things in front of them that they should be utilizing from our perspective and interacting with all the support organizations so that they're aware of what we are doing so that they can also imply some pressure, if you will. So we're, we're actively trying to make things go faster. And on the collaboration side, you know, in the early days, it felt like we were getting run over by a bus on a daily basis because we were just opening the floodgates and saying, hey, everybody, this is what we're doing. This is our plan. We are the leaders for this the health and life sciences sector. So if you want to get involved, figure out your place and come and see us, but don't try and do it on your own because effectively we are the ones who know what really should be done. So it's been really important for us to kind of, you know, take off the armor and, and, uh, you know, I've still got some tire tracks on my back, but that's okay. (laughs) And and
2: that seems to be a a very common story for a lot of organizations and sectors in Halifax. I think we're seeing that exponential growth like we haven't seen before. And I think that there's a coming of age that's happening here in Halifax when it comes to all our sectors, but specifically life sciences. All you have to do is you know glimpse at your website. And I look at the news that's coming out of just Bionova and some of its related companies that you're helping service. Sona Nanotech, uh, Motrix, I believe it's called, SwiftShore Innovations, and the list yep. goes on you know, we're seeing this traction, which is spectacular, but it's also something that's really inspiring. Maybe we can talk just briefly about some of these success stories that you've seen. Because I I think that sometimes we here in Nova Scotia don't necessarily tell that story. And when I start to tell it with groups that I'm working with or my colleagues are working with back at Discover Halifax, there's a light bulb moment there. It's like, wow. Nova Scotia isn't just at the end of the road because that's not true. Frankly, some of the best work is happening here in Halifax, Nova Scotia, or just outside the regional municipality. And I think these stories that I'm seeing on your site really speak to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's a good point. We don't blow our own horn loud enough and often enough. And certainly within, within our organization, that's something that we want to change. So it's actually part of our plan to try and, try and get that message out there even more. So when you look at companies like Sona Nanotech and how they were able to develop you know, a diagnostic and they're still in development of it right now. That's pretty impressive. You know, immunovaccine pivoted over to using their platform technology to develop vaccine for coronavirus. And that's ongoing. Apolite Therapeutics in licensed an existing product. And now they're going through the clinical trials process to see how well that's going to work against the coronavirus, COVID-19, as a therapeutic. And their main goal for that initially was to look at um, like elderly people, because they were the ones that were being most affected by it. But so that's ongoing. ABK Biomedical, you know, they, they used to be in the same building that I'm in now. They have their own facility that's in Bears Lake. Uh, so if you're driving by the storage facility over there and you look the other way at night and you see a big green sign that says ABK, that's them. <laughs> um, and they're, they're an amazing company. You know, they started with an idea an interventional radiologist who didn't have a product to do his job. So what did he do? Got together with a couple of folks from Dow and made a new product. Last year, they got $50 million in, in from, uh, from U.S. investors to keep it going. So it's been an amazing story. But then you look outside of the city, you've got BioVectra, one of a handful of ingredient manufacturers for the pharmaceutical industry. Big footprint in Windsor they brought in 135 thereabouts million dollars in 2019 massive expansion massive hiring you know 150 new employees that are going to be in that Windsor facility so it's been it's been very very rapidly growing but then you know we also you know, not only do we represent the companies that are here in the province but we also represent some of the bigger companies that don't necessarily have offices here, so big pharmaceutical companies, big medical technology companies, as well. So, but the successes they uh, they just keep rolling in, which is awesome for us. It makes makes my job a little bit easier, but at the same time, you know those expectations and where we we got to look better next week than we did last week. Well, it's it's interesting because I think that
2: that's always part of the challenge. I'm often reminded of something that somebody told me years ago, but it's absolutely true. The first challenge is breaking that inertia. And then the second challenge is sustaining momentum and even increasing it. And I think that's where we're really at when it comes to Halifax and and Nova Scotia and even the whole region as a whole. Although this is a uh, Halifax-focused podcast, if you look at what's happening in the region right now, it's absolutely tremendous. And it's something where just about any resource, any group in the region, is only a couple hours drive away from Halifax, yeah. so being able to bring these groups to Halifax to be a part of an event or a meeting or a a conference is is something that's easily accomplished. You also spoke a little bit about the future, and I, I'd like to dig in if we could to BioFuture. From what I saw, you know, we're really targeting twenty thirty, yeah, and, and that's really your 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 target here moving forward about innovating and growing and really blowing the top off this sector in the uh, coming years. Could you talk a little bit more about that and then then we'll go
0: from there? Sure, sure. Well, it it, it kind of starts with, with one of the points that you just made where, you know, we're kind of in the hang on phase now because we're growing, right? But growth without strategic planning around that is ultimately gonna end up in a car crash. So, you know, for us, how BioFuture 2030 comes into play is that's essentially our playbook, not only to ensure growth, it's a plan focusing on 2030, but it's, it's constantly changing to adapt to where we are now. You know, as all strategic plans, as soon as you hit print, it's out a date. So we need to make sure that we're updating that on a regular, but fundamentally, the main focal points of that right now are looking at the overall ecosystem development. There's just five different areas. The overall ecosystem development, there's an HR component, there's an advocacy point component in terms of program services and things like that that are there to support companies. There's a value proposition and messaging component to make sure that all the players involved, as they say in Arkansas, we're all coloring on the same page, same message so that we're not confusing people. And that's a big deal when it comes to things like investment attraction. Um, and then there's a, there's a component around um, Revenue generation programming, which has been drastically influenced by COVID-19, where you know, we used to be focusing on sales training, but now that has changed so drastically because salespeople from companies can't get in anywhere. So what does that mean in terms of the ability to sell product? It means earlier customer engagement. It means more digital tools and platforms, different communications avenues and plans because customers are doing a lot of their own work on their own end, well before they would traditionally interact with somebody. So that is changing the water on the beans, as they say, around how companies need to engage. And a lot of companies are kind of shaking in their boots a little bit because they go, well, we have an external sales force. And in three years from now, external sales forces may be gone the way of the dodo where everything is driven from marketing internally inside sales and things like that. So that's a big, uh, a big area, you know, the value proposition and messaging really focuses on the strength of Nova Scotia and what we have, the funding environment for early stage companies, the amount of non dilutive early stage funding that's available. You don't see that anywhere else. So there's all kinds of great stuff between students, universities. And then the first one I mentioned was the ecosystem development. And that's really looking at all the players that are out there, making sure that everyone is aligned and doing what they need to do. So for example, Nova Scotia Health has made a lot of changes in the last little while with Gail Tomlin-Murphy and her group within research and innovation to better engage industry. How do we build a pathway? How does a Nova Scotian company walk into the front doors of the NSH and say, I have a product, I'd like you to use it. In the past, that didn't really exist. So they've been doing a lot of work on figuring out, well, how do we actually do that? How does healthcare procure innovation? And there's lots of upsides around that. So that's just one, one example. But then also, you know, in the university system, in the college system, translational research is the, the name that everyone throws around. That really means, you know, research is being done. How do we get it in the hands of a company? because if it doesn't get commercialized, it's never gonna see a customer. So you know we're trying to work with the universities and colleges on different ways education is one, around how do you take a PhD researcher or a postdoc, how do you give them the necessary tools to allow them to take their great research opportunity and say, I'm gonna spin that out into a business. And historically, that's never been the role of academia, but in today's environment, it's a fairly big component If you look at the numbers, approximately 65% of PhD graduates never work in academia. So they're going into the industry or other places. So it's important for us to build those avenues, provide the, the knowledge and the ability to do those kinds of things. So just a couple of examples of the ecosystem development thing.
1: Are you ready to jump in and learn more? Stay tuned for the second half of the conversation. And then visit www.businesseventshalifax.com to get the full story on why halifax nova scotia makes perfect sense for your next event
2: from an infrastructure ecosystem perspective what are maybe the top three must-sees if you've got a delegate coming to Halifax that really showcases, you know, what you've talked about here the most. What are the three things, if they have a planner
0: and they're looking to do a field trip, where are you sending them? Yeah, great question. And it, it's hard to narrow that down because, you know, everyone who comes here has a different different group of things that they want right, to see. But right. fundamentally, you know, when those things happen, typically we start them off at the labs at InovaCorp, just in terms of the facility and what it's intended to do and the strengths of being there the location of where it is, how close they are to the university, Nova Scotia Health and the IWK has a facility where they can be located and all the advantages of that. It's a very important part of the system. But then you know we've got the Nova Scotia Health itself in terms of the ability to engage with them on clinical trials and clinical research, the research side of things that's going on within Dalhousie, St. Mary's, um, Acadia, they all have a, a piece to play. But then the, the other thing, which is not necessarily just a physical structure, typically what we like to do is bring together the key individuals from these specific organizations that are going to be of use to them. So we have this thing called the Life Sciences Acceleration Team, whereby a company comes to town or an individual comes to town, we sort of evaluate what they want to do, and then we pick the right person from Dell, from InnovaCore from IRAP, from NSH, industry, potential industry partners um, service providers as well, whether that be legal, uh, immigration lawyers, the whole nine yards. And when people see that all those people, provincial government, all those people together in one room on that side of the table, and there's one individual from a company on this side of the table, they kind of go, we don't get this anywhere else. And so I think that that's, again, that comes back to my nimbleness comment from earlier, where why would we let a company, spend six months trying to figure out the roadmap when we can do it in 30 minutes.
2: Well, and that's exactly it. Whether it's this sector or others, that also seems to be a very common thread as we go through talking to various sectors here in Halifax. You know, groups like uh, the Halifax Partnership and other associated groups, they they tend to do a lot of this. But more importantly, you're doing it in a way for life sciences that is very custom tailored. I, I hate using the word bespoke, but I'm going to use it in this case. It's a very overused word in my mind, but Very bespoke way of doing things. Along those lines, the other thing that really hit me when I was, you know, going through doing my work prior to our chat was the bio innovation challenge. Let's see here, since its inception, you know, $300,000 in support has been issued out to these various groups that have gone through this 50 plus companies. And some of these have some really great stories attached when I look at where they were versus where they are, you know, talking about bringing it all together. The challenge seems to do that in a singular highly focused program.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a, um, a wolf in sheep's clothes because everyone kind of sees the culmination of it which really is a, a bit of a pitch competition. That to us was kind of the icing on the, on the cake. The real purpose of that, the Bioinnovation Challenge, is actually to be a training program whereby we engage with a professional pitch coach Linda Plano, if you're out there listening, congrats. She's based out of Boston. She's PhD background. This is what she does for a living, is train people on how to position and how to pitch their company properly. You know, She's been associated with companies that have raised almost $700 million in the last 10, 15 years or so. So we set up you know, our intake. We select a bunch of companies to be part of the program. We want them all to go through the training program to develop their skills. And then when it comes down to the end of it, they all go on stage and they pitch. And then we narrow it down to the top three and then they go on during our annual conference to see who's gonna be the winner. And then they walk away with some cash and some in-kind services and that's the Mm -hmm. 300 plus thousand dollars worth of support. But when you start and go back you know, 11 years or so and look at the companies who have won, ABK Biomedical, Spring Loaded Technology, and there's a bunch of others in there and they've all done extremely well. So last year alone, the individuals who took part in the bioinnovation challenge, early stage companies, these, sometimes they're not even incorporated. They, they raised over a million dollars last year alone. You know, we don't like to take all the credit for it because it does take a village. Um, but we would certainly like to be able to say that they were in the bioinnovation challenge. They receive value and they're off and running. You know, the, the feedback that we've received from that program from day one has been super positive. Everybody walks away from that just singing praise for the training and things that they've received because, I mean, ultimately everybody wants to win, but being in the program, you've already won because you're learning.
2: Yeah, uh, that's really the thing here because of the resources you and your partners bring to the table for a lot of this, just just being in touch with Bionova. Makes a huge difference both here in Nova Scotia, here in Halifax, but also to anyone you really touch base with. Whether we're talking, you know, these early stage ventures, whether we're talking a little bit later, you're able to connect this together in a way that's that's truly unique. Speaking about connecting, the other thing that I read a little bit about is Bioport, which is a conference you've been doing since 2002 uh, here in Atlanta, Canada. So not only are you somebody who brings people together when it comes to the growth of a company, but you bring them together for sharing that thought and that leadership and those ideas and the narratives and the stories. Uh, And you're somebody who's been hosting events here in Atlantic for some time. Tell us a little bit about Bioport, because I I could see this as maybe a a way for some of the folks who might be listening to dip their toe in if they're looking at hosting their own event here in Halifax.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, This is going to be our 20th year for Bioport. And you know, it's, it's our annual conference and it's really intended to do two things. And one is education and two is exposure. You know, we, we try and build the sessions there that are relevant. So we do things on, you know, early stage investment or financing, or how do we evolve healthcare to allow companies to better engage and things like that. And so all kinds of very relevant topics. And then on, on the company exposure side of things is, It's an opportunity for us to tell the world, look at all the great things that are going on here, not only from a sector perspective, but from a Halifax perspective, from a Nova Scotia perspective, because this year is a little bit different because there's a lot of things that are virtual. But when we do get to the point where people can come back, people always look forward to coming to Halifax. I mean, I won't name names, but some people tell me every year the one of the biggest reasons why they come back here is that they want to come back to Halifax and they book days on the front end or the back end just because they love being here. But that's great. But obviously the biggest reasons why they're coming here is because of what they see within the sector and they see opportunities. And that is everybody from investment organizations to big industry participants that are coming looking for opportunities. So All kinds of talent scouts is kind of what they're Mm -hmm. called. Mm -hmm. Looking for new products and technologies, regulatory folks, service providers, companies from other areas. So it really gives us a big opportunity to not only show our wares, but really to build on the popularity of Nova Scotia. Taste of Nova Scotia is always a part of that kind of a conversation as well. So that's, uh, it's great. And Halifax, frankly, has what we see as the, a bit of a sweet spot for conferences within our sector. You know, there are a number of really big conferences, you know, 10, 15,000 people that mm-hmm. go to these things. There's basically four or five locations in North America where they can go and they just rotate. But, you know, the sweet spot of, you know, a 1,000 to 3,000 people that are gonna attend, you know, we'd love for them to start and make that rotational stop here in Halifax, simply because we have a lot to offer. You know, for example, we partner with national level organizations, Biotech Canada, Biotalent Canada, MedTech Canada. Some of those have annual conferences that are typically only in the Toronto area, but we'd love for them to come here on occasion. So, you know, I think Halifax has a lot to offer. Well, you're not
2: alone in that. I, 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 <laughs> I'd love to have them come here as well. And uh, I, I'm going to be making notes post a uh, meeting where where. I think we've got to probably target some of these folks a little bit more seriously. And if you're listening, expect a phone call.
0: We're coming for you.
2: We're coming for you. (laughs) I think that that's the big thing here. And you touched on it. Number one, obviously, if we move away from the sector for a second, we just look at the infrastructure that exists in Halifax for an event or a meeting or a conference, it's all here. And you nailed the number, 1,000 to 3,000. It's perfect. You got the walkable downtown. Uh, let's not forget, you do have things like lobsters and lighthouses and actually probably some Alexander Keys Labatt beer. Uh, you've, you've got all the things that you need to, right here in Halifax, which is, which is absolutely what's needed for that success. But the other thing is by bringing these people together, I, I think when you bring them together live, there's just benefits that come from that. And you, you talked about a lot of them. But just being together in that one room, the, the creative collisions that can take part, is something that you don't get from a Zoom call or even a hybrid meeting. And I, too, am looking forward to that coming back. I think that's something that's going to come sooner rather than later, and I can't wait to be there.
0: No, I think you're absolutely right. It's, you know, one of the biggest components of feedback that we get from our conference, BioPort, is that they want networking opportunities. You know, everyone's got the blinders on, their heads down, they're working really hard. They don't get an opportunity to necessarily meet a lot of people in a quick way. So these kinds of events face to face, I mean, you go in and put your sneakers on and grab your briefcase or backpack or whatever, and you just hammer through everybody that you want to see while you're in a couple of days. And major advantages for that, because, you know, the old phrase, you know, people buy from people. It kind of applies where that personal relationship that you can develop with somebody. And it's amazing how many, how many deals you can put together and how many agreements that you can put in place by just talking to somebody, you know, you can send email back and forth for six months and get nowhere, but sit down at a table and have a conversation and you can bang some stuff out in a day or so. So face-to-face is critical. It's something where,
2: I personally feel, and, and I think I'm going to speak for you on this, and I think it's probably a fair statement, it's that human connection that's going to drive us all forward. It's not something that's going to happen digitally, at least not long-term. Lots of things happening in the short term, but obviously that's something where we're looking to move away as quickly as we can. In the interest, we're, we're certainly getting close to the end of our conversation here together, but in the interest of looking forward, you know, we we talked a little bit about bio-innovation, bio-future, bioport. Is there any other big things happening at Bionova that we can shine a light on? What are you most excited about that's coming down? Something that we can we can certainly put out there and, and make sure everyone's aware of?
0: Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great question. And I, I think, you know, for us, you know, now now that we're you know, the immediate urgency around COVID nineteen, we were highly involved in that. And, you know, we did a lot of things to help companies pivot and, and, and so forth. Now we're back. You know really focusing on the the economic development plans via biofuture 2030 so if anyone's looking for something to do on a friday night there's a copy available on our website at bionova.ca goes nice with a glass of red or a fine craft beer um so we're really looking forward to getting some of those projects back on on track right now and going down the road we're putting a bit of a vision in place around you know what what is the infrastructure that we want to see here next and it's it's early days right now but you know i mentioned the kind of the biopark comment earlier and we're really looking forward to see if we can put some sort of a plan together around that so we're really looking forward to kind of putting that together and and sort of floating that balloon out there to see what what we can develop going forward and then beyond that you know we're Really looking forward to jumping on a few initiatives that are underway right now around training and education to be able to backfill some of the things here. But then also, one of the areas that is a really hot topic right now is the repatriation of biomanufacturing in Canada. So, we really see that as a big opportunity for Nova Scotia because we have a ton of assets that can help with that. So, you know, looking at BioVector as a manufacturer canadian center for vaccinology for r&d development imv that speaks to their, our ability to set up manufacturing here in nova scotia so we're going to continue to kind of flesh that one out as well so all kinds of great things that are happening I can probably spend all afternoon listening to them all
2: Well Scott, thank you for your time today. Uh, Having you here, having a chance to talk to you about all the things that are happening in Nova Scotia as well as here specifically in Halifax has been absolutely enlightening. Uh, If there's one thing I think I hope everyone takes away is the sense of momentum that I'm getting having listened to you speak about all the great things happening here in Halifax. And of course it's something where I encourage everyone to head over to Bionova's website, bionova.ca, and take a look at some of the tremendous news stories, some of the work that's happening there, because it's something where I think once you do, you're gonna be not only surprised, but you're gonna be blown away by the stories that we can help tell here in Halifax, and we hope you can be a part of it. So thank you, Scott, very much for your time. Great, thank you, it's been, uh, it's been awesome to be here. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you wanna learn more about Bionova, visit their website at bionova.ca or if you want to learn more about hosting your events in Halifax, visit businesseventshalifax.com. Until next time, I'm Paul Bailey.
1: Halifax Nova Scotia is ready to host you. Whatever you're gathering for, from wherever in the world you are, you'll feel right at home here. Halifax is home to a diverse collection of memorable places to meet and stay plus we have all the collaborators to help your event go off without a hitch and when it comes to nailing down the details consider discover halifax your partner in planning visit www.businesseventshalifax.com to learn more take virtual tours and meet team halifax